Hello, everyone. This is episode 21. We hope you guys have enjoyed our last couple. We're back on track with having a few more podcasts out every single week. Um, And uh, we apologize for that hiatus. So today, we're going to kind of uh, get off the track that we've been on with just giving local fishing tips and tricks on flies in your box and gear and things like that, and actually just give you um, some information about our company. So I know we talked a little bit in prior podcasts about what it's like to open during a during a shop during the pandemic and uh, a few other things, but one thing that I was thinking of is we haven't really talked about the business and you know who we are here and where we started and kind of where we're going recently um, as we've been in a huge level of expanse in the last probably two years, three years from now. Um, and it's time to just address that. So here on episode 21, uh, we're going to talk about um, what it's like to open a fly fishing company and uh, what we've been doing, uh, particularly in the last couple of years, and also some kind of insider track information on some stuff coming this year. So uh, we'll start in the beginning. That's always a great place to start. You can hop on our website, www.risenfly.com. And um, we won't talk too much about the beginnings of the company because uh, I've addressed that in other areas, but in case you're listening for the first time, want to hear about who we are. Um, so my name is Ryan. I started the company back in, oh my goodness, it's going to be 10 years this fall. So 2012, um, was in fly fishing for a good while, and one of my original goals every year was just to teach someone how to fly fish. Uh, get a rod and reel on their hand, take them out, catch them some fish, let them have some fun. They all have fun. And uh, then they say, okay, I want to get some gear. And then you tell them the bad news of, well, it's expensive. So, you know, you want a good quality rod, you got to spend at least $500 on it. And you got to have a good reel too, and that's a couple hundred dollars. Fly lines are $100. Um, you know, you need uh, all these other little accessories that cost, you know, 10 to 50 bucks a piece. You need waders, you need boots, you need a pack, um, and then flies and fly boxes. You know, flies are two fifty a piece. You get a couple hundred of those, so you know you add it all up, and you're in for at least two thousand dollars to get started in, in some um, in some uh, good quality year companies. So I started the company and said, you know what, I've had enough of this. I want to get people into this sport and let them enjoy it and not charge an arm and a leg. I've got a good business background and being a financial planner for years and. Um, have a good entrepreneurial spirit. So I uh, talked to my wife. She gave me the A-OK, which is a good sign that I married up in life. And uh, and the rest is kind of history. So we started just selling a couple little um, a couple little items like uh, accessories and backing and fly line and then added some reels after a couple months um, and then just kept growing and growing and growing. And early years were very, very, very slow. You know, I'd be ecstatic if I made two or three sales in a day. Um, there were day, there were many, many days we didn't make any sales. And then uh, I just said, you know what, where it goes, it goes, and I'll be happy with that. And kept with my, my full-time job and got busier and needed some help from a buddy. And he helped for a couple years uh, packing orders and then got busier. And he moved out of state and had my dad help me for a little while and stuff in my garage and stuff in my dad's garage and... Uh, the business just kept growing, and, and uh, eventually, just a couple years ago, it started growing so much that I knew I couldn't handle it on a part-time basis and decided to jump into it full-time and open a full-time fly shop and uh, jump out of my career from there. 
and uh, get into this business. So um, now, today, uh, you know, people ask us all kinds of questions of, you know, how how'd you do this? Where do you get your stuff? Do you design everything yourself? Do you, where's everything made? Um, I won't share all of my trade secrets, secrets but uh, some of them, um, you know, are asking around, talking to other companies, you know, hey, can you uh, make me a fly line and let me brand it under my own brand label? Um, what design capabilities do I have there? Can I adjust the taper? Can I adjust the core material, um, coloration, looped ends, things like that? Um, so you just start doing your research and finding companies out there that are making products and seeing how much in the design process you can get involved in. Um, so something like Flylines, we uh, connected with a company in Canada, which if you know Canada during the pandemic, it was an absolute mess. And hopefully by the time this one hits uh, live, we've got our Flylines back in stock. We haven't had them for 14, 15 months now because of their shutdowns. So uh, that's why we've had next to nothing in stock for a while. Um, but we've been uh, attempting to be tried and true to this manufacturer um, because most of the other companies out there um, don't do private label and private design um, like we ask to do. And uh, this company has been willing to do that, and we've been trying to stay faithful with them through all their hardships of shutdowns and um, all the, the, the restrictions in their government. But uh, they've been been good to us, so we're hopefully uh, have those back in stock here by the time this comes out. So that's kind of how we've we've gone about doing things. So everything from um, custom building our rods, which is probably the one thing most people ask about for us, is where are they made? Um, so we can always always answer that question with uh, our blanks are made in Japan. So when you look overseas, um, I would say Japan probably makes some of the highest quality products out there, um, let alone uh, graphite blanks um, outside of the U.S., so when we looked at where our pricing model needs to be, um, we didn't want to bring out some low-quality um, blanks and, um, and have our, our main product line, which most people look at, are rods and reels, um, and have them not be of high quality. So we stuck with the Japanese blanks. Um, we've dealt with the designer in terms of length and taper and action and... Um, you know, all these uh, different things that go into building a fly rod. And we usually go through a process that takes two to three rounds of prototyping um, before we bring a new rod series out. Um, spoiler alert, we're working on uh, several right now. Uh, the one that you'll probably see first, and we're probably going to announce uh, summer into the fall in our deposit program, is a short rod series. So uh, we love what we call blue lining, which is... Um, finding wild trout and the other species into some really small streams. And sometimes those really small streams are really small. And uh, even a seven to eight foot rod is too big. So we're working on a whole rod series down to either a zero or a one weight um, under seven feet in length. So you can look forward to that project. The people that have had a prototype in their hands heard us talk about it. Um, working on some of the designs of that are really, really excited on this project. There's not a whole lot of these rods out there. Uh, you've got a couple companies out there that I know that are making some small rods, but not very many. Um, and I think there's a good market out there for it. And once the design, design gets finished up, um, we're content with how it's working. You're going to see this. Um, and if you're not familiar with our deposit program, um, we kind of started this company before Kickstarter was really a thing. So 
a few years ago, I was looking into some things and I was like, oh, we could do Kickstarter. And then I looked at their fees and everything else. I said, why don't I just do something internally? Um, so that's kind of what it is, is that you get a discount over the new product before it ever comes out. You put a small deposit down. So let's say it's 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is, um, to help us get the project moving on our end. And then once the product gets finished up, um, you guys are first in line to be able to get the new product. You just pay the remaining balance once they're in stock, and then we instantly ship them out, and you guys have them firsthand. Um, so the first uh, product we really had some success in uh, was our Goliath rods in our um, whale reels in the new coloration. Um, so a great amount of success of people pre-ordering those, um, taking us a handful of months to get them uh, produced and finished, and then brought back out. And uh, so we're working on that with this new project. Um, we're also working on a couple other projects that at this point in time, I'm not um, I'm not far enough into the design process to announce anything, but um, we're working on uh, a new full rod series, and then we're working on another niche rod series too. So um, working on that, and then with at least one of these, especially the small stream rod, I'm working on a reel as well to match it up whether it's um, a full drag system or we've just got a clicker in it, but I want something a little bit smaller to match up with some of these smaller rods. And then uh, I've got a couple other designs in my head um, that we're tweaking and working out for maybe some other reels down the road too. And then, uh, as I said, in designing fly lines, depending on um, what and how much they got done, we're working on a few new fly lines as well. So um, just a little update on some of that, but also to let you know... Um, you know, it's it's funny. I uh, sit in my shop, and I'm always in the back room. Occasionally, I'll be sitting out and talking to people and helping out running a register, but I'm always sitting behind a computer, and uh, it's not always the best part of the day, but it's necessary. I mean, we've got five different countries that make products for us, everywhere from our rods and reels in one place to um, flies in Kenya. Kenya ties a lot of the market. Kenya, uh, Sri Lanka, um America makes some of them, uh, China makes some, uh, we haven't touched any of those nor will we ever, um, but we've got, we actually just added a second tying group in Kenya because we couldn't, the original one was doing a great job, but they couldn't keep up with our demand, so we've got a second group there, we've got tools made in Pakistan in a medical tool facility, um, so if they're good enough for medical tools, they're good enough for our fly tying tools, scissors and um, hemostats and things like that, pliers. Um, like I said, we've got our fly lines made in Canada. We've got a couple things sourced in the States here and working on um, a bunch of other things. So that's constant in dealing with um, inventory management, dealing with um, making sure that these new designs are working. If we have something that doesn't work out, um, then uh, we've got to get back to the drawing board. Uh, for instance, we had a bobbin that we wanted to add a ceramic insert to added the ceramic insert to it. The ceramic insert was too tiny and we couldn't thread the bobbin. Um, the bobbin threaders weren't, weren't going through, so we just had to do a back to the drawing board on a, on a redesign, which was a simple fix of just increasing the di diameter of the tube um, so that we could add, add that insert and get it back to working capacity. So these are the sort of things that we're doing on a regular basis here um, to bring these products out to you. So it's not like we're opening a catalog and um, picking something out and slapping our name on it. Um, you know, there are always those little little things that we do that with that you can go out there and, you know, your, your mind can wander as to where we're sourcing some of these things. But, you know, foam indicators and, um, 
you know, a lot of little tools and accessories, tippet rings, um, leaders, uh, things like that, that uh, are being sourced in the same places that all these big companies are sourcing them because there's not a thousand places all around the world that are making fly fishing equipment. Um, some of them are made in the States, some of them are made overseas. Um, and the, the companies out there that are selling the same products that we are are getting them literally from the exact same places that we are. And they're doing custom labels. We're doing custom labels. It's the same product at the end of the day. So um, when we look at the company, uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, there were a couple things that were consistent all the way through. Um, and with a business background that I had, we knew that we weren't always going to be the absolute cheapest. Um, but we were going to be good quality and we were going to back it up with our lifetime warranty um, and be affordable. You know, you look at something like, oh, I can get that leader that you sell for $3 at $2.50 at XYZ Company. Like, okay, go get your leader over there. Um, we'll do our best to keep our prices down as much as we can, but we want to have a full service product line um, in which we do from hooks and beads and flies to fly lines and rods and reels and packs and bags and um, fly boxes and everything. Uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had all that product there, um, and have, uh, the profit margins out there, uh, that weren't exorbitant, um, but to match up with where our business model was right now to be able to make sure that we could, uh, continue in business, um, support the families that are involved, uh, which that is growing constantly for us right now. Uh, just two years ago, I was, I was the only guy running almost everything, outside of some help, um, needing help with uh, order fulfillment, to now we have a full, uh, full-time full order fulfillment specialist job, uh, full-time shop um, employee, and then we're looking, uh, we've got a couple people that kind of fill in for busy times, and then um, myself every single day, and then we're looking at expanding from there, probably adding another part-timer in the shop. Um, if our orders continue to grow as they are, we're going to need another part-timer for order fulfillment in the near future. Um, so with all that, uh, I think I kind of succeed in this small business better than some others because I have the business background. Uh, my biggest fear for people when they say they want to open a, you know, take their, their side hustle into a full-time job is do they understand the numbers that go behind it? Um, and that there's always, and, and, and that's how I explain kind of going full circle here, why some big companies out there like Orvis has to charge some bigger prices because their profit margins are bigger, but their their costs, their overhead are exorbitant compared to ours. You know, they've got tons of buildings and tons more employees and um, research and development and um, uh, outlet mall stores, regular stores, you know, um, everything there. So, you know, they've got to charge a little bit more than what we do to, to cover some of those costs. Um, we don't ever expect to kind of grow to a place where we're going to have to charge that amount. Um, but we never know where the business is going to go. And uh, we just want to make sure that we're, we're in it at an appropriate uh, profit throughout everything to make sure that you guys are enjoying this uh, great gear that we put out um, and without having an arm and a leg and spending three bucks on a fly and $800 on a fly rod. So uh, the tons of work and the background that I had, I think, built to the success of this company and why it's been growing so incredibly fast. I mean, I won't give you exact numbers, but um, in the last two years since we've opened the shop, we've, uh, we've done six times the business, um, is what we're reaching towards this year compared to the year before we opened the shop up. Um, so that's a huge growth amount for us from what we're expecting to, um, to where we're going. So, 
you know, it's just crazy. Like I talked of how many flies we're ordering now and tens and tens of thousands of them compared to, you know, 10,000 at a time, um, to needing more rods and reels, anticipating where everything is going in terms of purchasing and adding new products and developing them. So, you know, if we ever fall short on something, we apologize, but we absolutely do our very best to, to get back, um, uh, to make sure that you're happy. So, you know, it's, it's a never ending battle of, uh, we made a mistake. You know, there's a guy who reached out to us. He ordered a half a dozen stoneflies and a bead head and we sent them regular. They go, we're sorry. It happens. We hope you understand. Keep those flies. We'll send the half a dozen flies that you actually did order in the mail. No charge whatsoever. Um, so, you know, we try to do things like that and, and make up for shortfalls because they're going to happen. Um, so we hope you guys have been patient through all that. If you ever have any issues, you can always reach out to us. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of a business update on us. Uh, I just wanted to kind of, um, discuss, uh, so that you guys understand what's going on here and you, uh, and you know, um, that if you are purchasing from us, what kind of goes on in the background, um, and that you appreciate all the hard work that we're putting through for you guys. Um, I say that in, with a little snicker, people are like, oh, you own this fly fishing company. You must fish all the time now. Like I fished less in the last two years since I went full time than I've done 10 years prior to that. And I've got four kids and a fifth on the way right now. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't fish much anymore, but my goal right now is to, uh, build this company up, delegate to some people that are smarter than me in certain areas and help run and develop the business. And then that'll give me some more time to actually go out and fish. So it's a delayed gratification for me. I'm not that upset when I do fish. Usually it's with my kids or with someone in the shop or, um, you know, a buddy that I fished with for 20 years now. So, uh, it's not all that bad, but, uh, happens less than I'd like it to, but it'll, it'll change in the future. We hope you guys have uh, appreciated this episode, episode 21 today. Just something a little bit different. I'm going to give you guys an update on the business and a little background history on us. And So if you have any questions, feel free to leave some comments on any of the sources that you're listening to this at. And uh, if you have any other ideas of things that you want us to talk about in future podcasts, reach out to us. And then in the future, we're also going to see uh, some other people visiting the podcast, doing some interview-style things. And uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy all that as well. Thank you guys again. Hop on our website, www.risenfly.com. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today, and we will see you next week.